Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air and good afternoon, Ashwini. Hey, Michael. Hi there. I have announcements here unless you'd like to start with something else. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. A new group coaching class will explore what draws us to engage in caring for the marvelous planet we live on and the many ways conditioned mind tries to take that over. This four-week class, The Gift of Engagement, begins May 10th, and the deadline to register is this Thursday, April 28th. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Ashwini, please press star six and then one. And a conversation on one topic and about five minutes would be great. Okay, I think we're ready, Ashwini. Great, thanks, Michael. You're welcome. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Ashwini. Hi, Michael. It's Miriam. Hi, Miriam. Hey, Miriam. Hi. Um, so I've been looking at self-hate since we did that workshop, and the exploration has been just amazing. Um, so a place of great suffering for me is uh, people who don't practice what they preach, people who act with an attitude of don't do as I do, do as I say, and what I would call control freaks. So I was doing a two-handed recording and um, it was uh, almost 30 minutes long and at the end I was talking about in 2020 one of those Sunday workshops that we did we were, if we had all the resources in the world at our disposal what would we do and so I said in my recording well I would create a time machine and go back in time to when Cain killed Abel and instead of having him kill his brother have them talk it out and then what occurred to me was that oh, but I would rather kill a relationship than talk it out. Mm -hmm. Wow. So oh. I'm not practicing what I preach, and I'm not doing as well, I... There, there it is. Right. So we, I think that's, a, that's the key insight. The reason we process all of this is that mm -hmm. as, we, as we state the issue, right, a great source of suffering for me is control freaks or people who don't uh, walk their talk or how mm -hmm. do describe that. And so mm -hmm. whatever goes on for me around that in the next celebration of that, we realize how much we are like that. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so uh, it, it, that's an important – and you can own and, – and you linked it to doing self-hate work, which is really, really important. Because if, if there's self-hate, I wouldn't be allowed to admit – that I'm just like the very people that uh, mm. uh, that ego hates. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's right? just go ahead. It's just it's it's just so mind blowing. It's just like when when that realization hits, it's just like oh, I don't know, like a balloon being burst or a bubble being burst. It's just it's the feeling that comes with it. It's just so I don't know, it's like all the tension leaves my body and just like, I don't even know how to describe it. Well, you don't have to because uh, while I can't project how the experience is for you, I could certainly, I certainly know that experience of how an insight has uh, such a, has the ability for such transformation. Because mm -hmm. as we stay with it, as we record about it, as we explore it, we get to, sort of the bottom of it, right? Something that mm -hmm. never made any sense to me, suddenly the whole thing is brought into the light of conscious awareness as a consequence of, consequence of which there's a transformation of the content, right? Mm -hmm. And so there it is. There's the ability for you to 
practice, to use all your tools, to use the exercises that you have uh, done over the course of the workshop in order mm-hmm. to look at this piece of suffering for you. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's, it's very articulated as to what the content is that triggers the suffering for you. And in the exploration of the content, really looking to see what's going on for you, mm-hmm. that means and, that, that you can affect or transform. Yeah. And then looking at it, because like with the assignment for this week, jealousy and envy, I was really glad to see the part about comparison because that's where the suffering comes in for me is not that I'm, it's like I didn't get the sense that I was comparing myself to others, but it's more about being compared to, but I can see that it's not true. It's that there is that very subtle level of comparing myself to, to others that I didn't quite see. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm tracking where, so let's see if I can replay this. I don't think this is quite what you said. But most of the time, the reason why we're upset with someone else is because they're allowed to get away with something that we're never allowed to do by the voice in our head, right? <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the, is that the comparison you're talking about? The other person doesn't have to walk their walk or, I mean, walk their talk. They, they just, they could get away with being a control freak or whatever else, but I can't. I'm not allowed to do that. And yet we find that when we feel victimized by something, uh, we are the perpetrator of it also. So it's an interesting, it's a, you're right, the comparison is interesting. And are you saying that the comparison that was operating for you was a comparison between you and the other person's behavior? Uh, well, it was more like the being, because my mother would often say to me, well, like, why wasn't I like aunt so-and-so's kids? And why wasn't I like my aunt so-and-so's kids? So the suffering came in is that uh, where I'm being compared and found lacking. Mm-hmm. And so, but I can see the subtle, uh, the subtle, um, the subtlety of the comparison where I was, um, I don't know, I don't want to say feeling superior, but I guess mm-hmm. that's what it is, is feeling better than, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought, but when I was looking, when I was working with the assignment, it was like, I thought the suffering only came in because I was being compared to someone and found lacking by, mm-hmm. by my parents or someone else, but I can see that that's not, it's not true, it's that I do, um, feel um, maybe that, well, like I'm no better than Cain and Abel, really, than, than the one who, who committed um, a murder because I do kill relationships. I do walk away from relationships. And I hadn't seen it un- until just half an hour ago. Uh-huh. So the insight, so the, the broadening of the suffering process is not only that you're found, you feel found inferior and wanting in comparison to other people because you're less than, mm-hmm. but you could also compare yourself to, to the equivalent of Cain and Abel and go, well, uh, I'm just like that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, th- there's that comparison, not to mm-hmm. mention the comparison of feeling superior because you're better than somebody who doesn't walk their talk. Yeah, so there's all kinds of comparisons going on. Mm-hmm. And, but the most important uh, thing, Miriam, is what you started out with, which is there's no self-hate in that. And what that mm-hmm. entails is it, it's not about you, right? All of mm-hmm. these dynamics that you're exploring are, it, are ego. They mm-hmm. are the personality, the, the, self, the illusion of a self-created through conditioning and, car- and karma coming together. So that's the yeah. programming that you identify with, and it has all these dimensions. It has the dimension mm-hmm. of feeling inferior and want- wanting. It has the dimension of feeling superior. It has the dimension of not being any different than the worst murderer that you can think of. And mm-hmm. it has the dimension of condemning you for all of, all of that uh, identification, Right? Mm-hmm. So we just mm-hmm. want to be really, really clear that what you're looking at is the programming and it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Yeah. Anyway, it's been, 
uh, I just have so much gratitude for this practice. I can't even I can't even put it into words. And even when I try in a recording, there just there just aren't words. There just there just really isn't how profound and transformative and life affirming it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because and life affirm how profound and transforming and life affirming it is because it provides us the mechanism by which mm-hmm. not only do we get to see how suffering operates, right? How this process mm-hmm. of personality plays out in the world, but because we have the ability to direct our attention to be able mm-hmm. to recognize when it's operating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recognize, okay, here's that superiority thing, here's that inferiority thing, and then that mm-hmm. becomes the clue to this identification, right? To get mm-hmm. back to presence from which love operates and not hatred. Yeah. And I just noticed today how much fun just noticing is. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It it really is. It's just it's so amazing. So deep, deep, deep gasho for for all these assignments and all the effort and the time and the thought that goes into it because oh my gosh, this practice has literally saved my life. I'm into that. Yeah. Thank you. Gasho. Gasho. Thanks for joining us, Miriam, and I will say yes to all of that. Ashwini definitely saved my life also. And that piece about just noticing, I was I had some big content today, and there were a lot of sensations in my body this morning, and the gift of just being with the sensations without the story is just miraculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is miraculous, truly miraculous. Because then we just get to live, right, Michael? There's yes. the way in which life unfolds. There's a lot of content. There's a lot of sensation. We're physically embodied. We have a mind. We have emotions. We have feelings. <laughs> we, we are impinged by circumstances. And then all of it's there, and we just move through it, as opposed to, um, you know, being that, being that in some way. Right? Yes. Being a victim of victimized by that, we are a participant in it. It's a very, very different orientation, yeah. Yes, very freeing. Yes, very freeing. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi there, this is Jennifer from Woodby Island, Washington. Hi, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Oh, Ego really did not want to get called on at all. It normally yeah. doesn't. No, that's true. Um, I had a day of being completely bamboozled quite a bit, and I uh, have a health challenge going where uh, I get stuck in a kind of a fight-or-flight uh, physiology, mm-hmm. and uh, I spilled a latte on my new cell phone and didn't notice it for about 10 minutes and this set off a huge conditioning taking advantage of me storm Mm -hmm. yes yeah so you have a a health condition that you're working with and you didn't notice that you spilled a latte on your brand new cell phone and of course this basically set ego off yes say more Yes, it. Uh, what I saw was that I didn't realize the, these two opposing voices were both ego until later, but one of them was, okay, that's it. You can't cope. This, this is it. Straw that breaks the camel's back. Um, you'll never recover from this. And then the other voice at the same time, which I think is the one that keeps everything in place, was what is wrong with you that this is your reaction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sort of uh, uh, giving up and goading and blaming you, right? Yeah. So what's wrong with you? How, how, why, why did this happen? Why is this your reaction? And then the other voice basically saying, wait a second, you know, this is the, this is the end. This is the straw that breaks the camel's back. You just have, you're just never going to recover from it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's all the same voice. 
you know, big but setup. Are you saying, Jennifer, that it's all the same process? That it is, it is a, it's self-hate is what you're pointing at, right? Yes. Yes. So you're a loser. You're never going to cope. You're a loser because this is your reaction. <laughs> Basically, exactly. you, you, you're not worth, you're not worth, uh, you don't deserve to exist, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's... A total negation. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I was stuck there for quite some time being critiqued about how I was being uh, until I did had a reflective listening buddy call and it's like, oh, and I could see how ego translates to a physical sensation because it like winds up my back muscles that stayed that way the entire day. It's sort of like the physical manifestation of conditioning's voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's an important uh, process point for all of us, um, which is we can stay stuck in an identification-believing ego until we have a mechanism by which we redirect the attention so that we can disidentify. And for you, that is your reflective listening buddy's call. And you got this, you heard yourself reflected and realized, oh, wait a second, I'm listening to and believing the voices of ego sense of karmic conditioning self-hate, and I don't have to. Right. And also noticing how that translates into the, how, how the, how ego can translate into physical, uh, into a physical manifestation because the tension causes your back muscles. Spasm. Yeah, it's, and it's then the, the connection, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and then uh, conditioning takes that and says, "Whoa, your back muscles are really tight. Something must be wrong," and then just goes off with that. Which is a perfect deflection, right? Something must be wrong implies that we never turn and look at what's causing the spasm, which is listening to a voice in my head <laughs> criticizing me for all, criticizing me all day, right? Yes, because what caught my attention on the morning call this morning was if we don't see ego for what it is and what it's doing to us, we are not going to see our our authentic selves. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have to know what we're not in Mm -hmm. order to know what we are, right? Because if we believe what we're not, we don't know what we are. And that's exactly it. If, I'm, if I think I'm a loser, how could I believe I'm the perfection of all that is? Right. So when we look at, when we hear the message of, okay, well, there's something wrong with you because of ha, 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 we have to, dis, we, have to um, we have to be aware enough to basically say, that's not me, that's, that's ego. That's what disidentification yes. is. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well... I feel more relaxed already. <laughs> well, congratulations on catching on to the bamboo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and for reporting you. your practice success. Yes. We like hearing about those. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Jennifer. Stay relaxed. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. And Ashwini, I love how life scheduled the RLB call on the same day for Jennifer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something happened. That, uh, yeah, I think it's what you say, Michael. I mean, as long as you're scheduled something practice-oriented during the day, we can't stay stuck in identification. Right? Yes. The awareness is always knocking. Yes, yes, great. Yeah. And Ashwini, we're going to go to Good News Update, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Great. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. All right, Jen, I'm turning it over to you for a good news update. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Rebecca, who is here to speak with us about a special retreat experience that she has had. Welcome, Rebecca. Hi, Jen. So just to set the context a little bit, um, one of the things that we're hoping to offer to folks when we get settled in our new um, monastery location up in Squim is a version of what's called Marita therapy. And so in sort of preparation for that, looking at how that might go and is it a good idea and what kind of, what kind of an experience would that be, 
um, Sherry invited you to have the experience directly. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for being with us this afternoon to talk about it. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about the retreat and your experience of it and like that. Oh, my gosh. It is, first of all, it's a thrill to be able to talk about it and because it was uh, it has been such an amazing transformative just doesn't even begin to describe it experience mm-hmm. a really an enlightening experience mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and um so just a little bit of the elements that i think have made it so amazing there it, it's set up where um there are no distractions you know i'm given a schedule we follow the schedule and, and, you know, and there are just, you know, there are working meditation periods and everything sits and all the things that we normally do on retreat. Mm-hmm. But the way that this is put together and the mm-hmm. support and the spaciousness, mm-hmm. I tell you, I mean, I think it is, it, it's great for anyone, but for old timers especially, mm-hmm. I think it is just shone a light on so much of my practice that had sort of kind of gone under the, you know, in the shadow where ego can lurk and hide out and I hadn't seen it. And it's like, there's the floodlight on it. Yeah, well, it's so brilliant, isn't it? Because structure always, I mean, we talk about it endlessly, but ego hates structure and it's Mm -hmm. why it's such an ally for us. And to change the structure. Mm-hmm. So anytime we make a change in the structure, that's always going to mirror something. But it sounds like what you're saying is the simplicity mm-hmm. of this structure. So first of all, you're given the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. So there, that's your schedule. You don't have to think about it. I mean, that's, people always talk about that on retreat. That's one of the huge reliefs of being on retreat mm-hmm. is you don't have to think about whether you feel like meditating. You're just meditating at 730. That's what's happening then. So there's that element to it. There's the working meditation and the simplicity of it, right? So just truly being left with your own experience, and it sounds like one of the things that that's done for you is really bring up those places that can hide in plain sight, all those ways that conditioning might be there, but you don't see it because it's not reflected so starkly. Exactly. That's it, the reflected so starkly. Because, you know, in the spaciousness and the simplicity, there, is, there are hours, hours and hours where I'm just watching the mind, mm. just watching it. Mm. And, I mean, you know, you know that thrill in your first retreat? When I feel like I'm on my first retreat again because it's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I, I, had, I did not realize this was going on. And so in that place of, of being able, again, to have all the decisions taken out of one's hand, you know, I was shocked. I was shocked. I don't, maybe it was everybody, but I'll just speak for myself. Had no idea how frequently I turned to condition mind. Just a little thing. Am I going to pick up this thing now? Or am I going to make that, you know, whatever. You know, just little things. And when that, and up to condition mind, up to condition mind. Ego saying, you know, and when those are taken away, through, you know, and, 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 and plus you have the wherewithal, you know, some experience or whatever in awareness. That's why I think it's so yeah. for old timers, you know, to have that expanded awareness to be able to see it. Yeah. It's yeah. just powerful. Yeah, that's brilliant because it really does. Having that level of practice is, would be such a benefit in that situation, mm-hmm. right? Because those are pretty um, subtle nuances that mm-hmm. I project you're pointing at. Uh, although, as you say, two things you said that make it sound like it would be incredible also for someone brand new, because that first retreat, we all remember that first mm-hmm. retreat. It was like, whoa, everything's shiny, and it's like, I've never seen green before. Look mm-hmm. at that green. And, you know, the smell, and because we get here. We mm-hmm. really were facilitated to get present mm-hmm. maybe for the first time in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like getting to have that experience again where over time conditioning can creep into our practice without us realizing it. And one of the ways that you talked about that was these tiny little decisions mm-hmm. constantly, places where we may not realize we're turning to conditioned mind. But to have all of that decision stripped away, so as you say, you've got your schedule, and then in the working meditation, it's literally, okay, please do this at first and do it this way. Now, next, do this. Oh, yes, I love that, that element. I mean, nothing to figure out because it's 
boom, boom, boom. I love the specificity of the of the work notes. You know that they're they're handed to you. You know they're posted. Mm-hmm. So do this. It will be found here. You will use this. You know, I mean, it's like no need to go up into conditioned mind. And if there's a question, mm-hmm. here's what exactly what you do. You address these questions here. This. I mean, it's like so kind, you know, mm-hmm. and and to see it as the kindness that it is 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 first of all huge. You know that okay, I just am. I mean, I, I can't tell you my heart just is overflowing with gratitude for the support mm-hmm. because, it, you know, it takes work on other parts of mm-hmm. people who have been willing to do offer this to me, you mm-hmm. know. And then the, there's processing as, as a part of it. People, you know, called to check in and I've been able to have uh, processing time. So it's not like just, okay, you know, go mm-hmm. see what you see for the next, you know, it's like <laughs> we, can, we can really look at it. And mm-hmm. so it's just been like utter support in, in ways that I would never have even dreamed I needed the support and mm-hmm. could benefit from the support. Well, and two things that you really brought in there that seem worth underlining, because you said you've used the word spacious a couple of times, and then you just mentioned the having a chance to check in and talk about what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that doesn't happen in this structure that folks are, that a lot of retreats do have is, you know, groups, mm-hmm. you know, so some retreats were in groups three times a day, mm-hmm. and we've got exercises and we've got homework and, you know, there's... God, we joke that we're quite busy when, when we're on retreat, right? Whereas this has an element of that spaciousness where you're really given the opportunity to be in your own experience and it, it's funny to say it this way, but really you described it. It's, there's an opportunity for conditioning to do what conditioning does, you know? Oh, exactly. Thank you for that. That's so, that is so key because what I saw is... I, you know, there's a way in which, you know, just in the insidious nature of egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate, it will take practice and use it to pull me away from myself. And so in that spaciousness, you know, it can take me up into the head, it can bring me into all kinds of, you know, delicious insights and things that take me from away from the process of the authentic authentic human being. Mm -hmm. And so... In, in doing this, this workshop, this Morita workshop, I've been able to be with her, be mm. with authenticity. So mm. one little example is, is um, when I was, clean, you know, the task was to clean the porch furniture. Mm. And, um, oh, well, I, okay, I'll, I'll finish this story. And then, um, so the, I was just going about doing it, you know, just like, I felt like I normally would do it. Mm-hmm. And then in that still small voice kind of way, I thought I was present, but the still small voice said, be with it. Mm. Be with it. Mm-hmm. And I realized I had been doing porch cleaning or furniture mm-hmm. cleaning, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I went back mm-hmm. and I wiped down the bench that I had just wiped down and was really with it mm-hmm. and not in a mm-hmm. oh I love this bench not in a conversation mm-hmm. about how mm-hmm. being with the bench mm-hmm. but in a being mm-hmm. and in that moment of mm-hmm. being with that it's what we say all the time but mm-hmm. you know I, uh, the authentic human being was there all of every because there's no separation mm-hmm. you know I don't yeah. know yeah it's it's one of those places isn't it where you just wish, like, what are the words <laughs> to yeah. describe that profound, profound experience where you suddenly drop into something that we talk about all the time, mm-hmm. but there you're quiet enough, there's the space enough to hear that still small voice mm-hmm. and to have that experience of truly being, that, that distinction that we, talked about, that we talk about all the time between doing and being. And in that way, in those moments, in that time, everything, the cleaning of that bench became a service, an act of love, Absolutely. an offering of love. And, and, there was, and there was no, and I certainly wasn't excluded from that love. Mm-hmm. You know, it was everything oh. was love. Mm. And just getting to see those, 
you know, like you mentioned, there's no, you know, there's no um, reading or writing and all, you know, all that kind of stuff, no participating in all the groups, and, mm-hmm. but just really getting to be. And I don't know, I just, I just, it's just powerful. And so I'm hearing a yes. I'm hearing a yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is worth pursuing as a, in our new home. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yes. An overwhel- overwhelming yes. <laughs> well, Rebecca, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon to talk about your experience of it. I'm really looking forward to, you know, offering it and, and experiencing it for all of us in our new home. And the article to watch. Yes, and that Rebecca's going to um, write the Everything is the Buddha article this coming month. Um, on this experience. So watch for that in the newsletter to, um, to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you so much. Gasho. Gasho. And Michael, we'll turn it back over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Rebecca. And welcome back to Open Air. And Ashwini, that sounds fabulous. Oh, yes, I think it sounds absolutely fabulous. I think we, we really, really, all of us, I mean, I'm, I want to do it as soon as possible, Michael. Yeah, me too. Me too. Mm. And in the meantime, we have more callers here. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? This is Lauren San Diego. Hi, Laura. Hey, Laura. Hey. hey. Um, you know when you just have that sense that you're going to be unmuted and then it happens and <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> um, so I had a cancellation tonight, so I'm just here and I don't, so I was really working hard to not come up with what to talk about because, mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, yeah, because. So let me just sit for a minute um, because there's just so much going on in practice and so there's so much to look at and so much to talk about. Um, As we say, never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Uh, yeah, sometimes that's with joy and sometimes that's with tears. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So this um, jealous, so the, the year-long retreat, jealous. Well, all of it, in fact, it's every one of them, I think, oh, my gosh, there's so much to see here. There's no way I'm going to see anything, you know, um, like, you know, with the, like I am with this one. And then each one is just so rich. And I had this experience this morning of just um, the beauty of attending and turning inward and leaning into you know, what it is to be human, right? To sit with the experience of this human with this emotional, uh, in, this, in this world of emotion. Mm-hmm. So to just sit and be with the human and have the experience of what it's like to be this human. All of the depth and the texture and the richness of it. Yes, and I'm... Um, you know, which is just fitting so brilliantly with what I'm really working on is um, is is leaning into all of just um, oh the hard the, the really hard emotions that I ha- it's not like I've avoided it's it's like I've I dealt it's like I have this um orientation of like I dealt with that and it's done and it's gone. And and so I'm done with it. And so that kind of forgetting that as a sentient being, things like you're like constantly in relationship with a variety of emotions in any given minute, hour, right, day, month, week, you know. And I've been unaware that I've been, um, there's a phrase called kind of uh, spiritual bypassing, right, that I've been, kind of bypassing my own human experience um, and covering it up with this, like, you know, positivity that, again, has been a wall between me me learning how to just be with the tenderness of this human. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. That's, it's so wonderful to catch on to that, right, Laura, because that positivity that you're talking about is an identity the it's a it's a person it's mm. a persona right and, mm. and the process of that 
really is bypassing the uh, by- bypassing being with your emotions. And, and yeah. you're right, there, that term is spiritual bypass. So we keep talking about, yes, it's wonderful to redirect the attention mm-hmm. when it's the 115th time that ego is telling the same story. But that doesn't mean that we don't, with a two-handed recording exercise, explore what's going on for the human incarnation in order to bring into conscious awareness what ego doesn't want us to face. Because the path to ending suffering is through the suffering. And so if we can't bring that suffering completely into conscious, compassionate uh, awareness, then, uh, then, then we're not working really on freedom. We're just working on relief. Oh, that's so true. And so, you know, I'm you know, been sitting with someone to allow, right, um, to be guided in, in this process and to sit face-to-face and, and look at the messages, right, the beliefs, the, the narrative that ego has placed on you know, life experiences and that this human kind of survived it, um, basically got abandoned and has been left so it's like by continuing to ignore it, the narrative that ego placed on it continues to be, um, quote, true and real. And so being able to turn back to it and, and like rescue the human um, by, like you said, like facing it and being with her, not to be with the story, but to be with her. That's right. That's beautifully stated. We, and that is the distinction that we are always making, which is what we're redirecting from is the ego narrative. What we're redirecting to is, is the compassion that can hold any human experience and, that, that, and therefore be with the human experience. Yeah, and it's, uh, got it, it's so, it's, it's so uncomfortable and yet I can see so much of the necessity like it it's um you know it's like if you have an open wound and you have to you you have to go right there's a bone exposed and you have to go to the doctor and have this looked at like it 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 just can't be avoided um and yet right it's uh yeah go ahead sorry well yeah it is it is necessary to face it Right, yeah. and all of its messiness and painfulness and whatever, and there's that mixture of the pain being oh whatever the whatever the wound that you were referencing to be to be ego discomfort as being so scrutinized, but also the compassion that arises, which can be painful, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a painful place because your heart expands so much for the human being caught in this experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and if I go into the ego narrative, there's enough awareness there to know that that's, that can hold that experience without mm-hmm. it being true. If that, if I'm, oh, if very I, right, if I'm, oh, yeah. ab- yes, exactly, right, because that's why you have the right hand and the left hand. Mm-hmm. The right hand mm-hmm. can be completely uncensored. You don't have to parse what is ego and what is identification, what are the voices and what are the feelings. All of it is allowed to be there because mm-hmm. part of what happens is if that censoring is allowed to operate is, is uh, the, the, the totality of what you're experiencing is not allowed to be. So if I'm going to go through it, I need to go through it all. What what the ego narrative part of it, the human emotion part of it, the wounding part of it, the everything, yeah. right? And yeah. then when that is done, then I get to hear all of it and bring it into conscious, compassionate uh, uh, awareness with the left hand. Yeah. And and the spiritual bypassing you're talking about, I mean, it's something, it's the reason that the two-handed actually evolved, right? Because when we pick up the recorder and talk about our experience, oftentimes we disidentify. And so then mm-hmm. we, we disidentify from our experience and then don't witness that experience, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. that, that is very much, the person who is hurting um, is left behind, as you said. Mm-hmm. They are they are abandoned once again 
because we've disidentified from that and identified with the practitioner who has the ability to practice with the experience. So then what happened to the person who got left behind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which I'm, is why you want to discipline yourself to do both hands. Yes, yes, yeah. And I know for the longest time I was getting stuck with only the talking, only the recording. Um, mm-hmm. Right, again, just skip that, you know, feel good enough, right, to skip mm-hmm. that place because it was too uncomfortable, right, to... to to, you know, part, like you said, parse through that, to just stick with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just a technical training point, right, Laura, there, where, where we encounter our, our discomfort in listening to, to somebody's pain uh, or witness their suffering, then we record about that discomfort because mm-hmm. that too needs to be brought into conscious awareness yes. before, before we are able to disidentified further in order to hold that uh, emotion. And that's also what we tend to skip. So yes. I, I, I record and I disidentify and I feel sufficiently disidentified in order to keep going. And, and, but then the, the, the portal to work through gets missed, right? The discomfort, the training to get into compassion from which anything can be witnessed, whether it's the discomfort of not wanting to witness or the discomfort of witnessing. Yes, yeah. And that's kind of where I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of it, is there's lots that's showing up that the old narrative is like, I don't want to witness. Like the, the, e- the quote, easy way was just to bypass this and, you know, really kind of holding ego's feet to the fire and kind of saying, like, no, like, I deserve to be, like, not abandoned. And mm-hmm. I actually don't like the language of I deserve, but just that, that the, just, it just is. It's just, um, um, uh, when I say I deserve it, also it creates that duality, deserve, not deserve, and it just is. Like, like I, it's just, mm-hmm. it just feels like it's not an option anymore, even though there are still times that she gets abandoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But that's what we're flipping, right? right? We're transforming all the times she gets abandoned to she's never abandoned. And that's a process shift. And it takes yeah. practice to make that shift. And the practice is to to stand the ground and not let ego uh, uh, do the bypassing, right? Yeah. To talk, to convince the practitioner to go, okay, you can just put down the recorder now and keep going because you feel good enough. Let's, let's not do the left hand because it's too difficult. We're yeah. not giving any attention to that conversation. In fact, we're actually um, actively going against that conversation and, and being with her, training never to abandon her. Yeah, I mean, the word training is just so, it's so powerful in so many different contexts because they're so, in every in every right aspect of it, there's a training element, mm-hmm. you know? So, yes. Yeah, because, you know, Laura, for me, the, the reason that the training element is so powerful is um, it divorces the content from the, the technique, right? Mm. So I can practice the technique over and over again until I get good at it so that it becomes available to me in that challenging scenario. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. all I'm doing in, 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 so if I keep listening to whatever I'm listening to and I feel I don't want to listen to it or I'm bored or whatever, but I train to just listen, then the, the capacity to listen becomes available. I have that training. So when I feel uncomfortable witnessing something, I go back to that technique of I can listen to anything because I've trained to listen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the place I'm finding it like, so again, this is where the, the positivity can come in or like the, um, but that, you know, it'll all, um, see it just comes up like out of nowhere is, um, is um, when there's this moment of um, just like, um, uh, 
I don't even like unworthiness. It just it just it comes up so strongly, and um, it's it's uh, can feel almost paralyzing. Uh huh. So the the when unworthiness comes out, is it, does it feel paralyzing, and you can't witness it, or you can't say it, or you can't express? Say more about that, Laura. Yeah. So I just um. Uh, it just will feel so overwhelming that I'll, um, I just, like, it's like, it feels almost like a, an addiction of sorts in terms of, um, like, I can't not distract or not escape. Um, it's, it's hard to uh, access the unconditional love in those moments because whatever narrative I'm listening to feels so, like, in my whole body, it just takes, it just takes over. And, uh, so it's so it's hard to disidentify from that experience and yeah. move to that place of compassion and listen to it. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Or I'll just yeah. completely, you know, dissociate, and it's like I'm here in body, but like I'm not here. And I can act. I mean, I did that my whole life. I act as if, and nobody knows what the heck is going on with me. But everybody thinks I'm the happiest person in the world, and like I, that happens fairly frequently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, and and there we just have to have that patience, right, Laura? I mean, for years you felt you said that you couldn't sit with your, you couldn't be with your experience. That the identity of positivity bypassed your bypassed um, being with her, right? And yeah. now you're able to be with her. And so this is just the situation where you're not able to be with her uh, yeah. yet. Yes. That important word of yet, and we we bring a tremendous amount of patience and compassion till we can find the willingness to be with her. Yeah, and part of that part of that grows from exactly that experience you're talking about. I refuse to let ego talk me into abandoning her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and um, that ex- that ability to stand up to ego grows as your love for her, as your relationship with her, as your compassion for her also grows. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. A piano, a piano. (laughs) What is that? Can you say more about that? Slowly, slowly. (laughs) I love it. Right. It's a, a snail goes up Mount Fuji, right? It That's, takes yeah. forever. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Thank you, Ashwini. Very cool, Andy. Take care, Laura. Will do. Thanks for joining us, Laura. That was a powerful conversation, Ashwini. And mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to move to our next caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, Ashwini and Michael. It's Jeff in North Carolina. Hey, Jeff. Hey. Um, Well, gosh, so um, uh, not um, not in the same way as that last conversation, but that last conversation, among other things, um, really um, has me looking at uh, listening in my own recording and listening practice. Um, uh, so that, uh, I record a lot. Um, and that, that part is, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed that. And I, um, the listening has, uh, has always been more challenging for me, uh, much more challenging. In fact, um, to, to focus on, um, simply to keep the attention on listening to what I've recorded. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I also find it very difficult to focus on the daily recollection or anything that is not new. Um, so, mm-hmm. in, for instance, listening to the weekly assignments, um, the, first, the first time through, the first few times through, I'm able to keep attention on the 
it, even that there's still, you know, there's still a level of challenge, even though this is the best stuff. Um, but, um, but it's very difficult. And then uh, through the week, um, it's, it's harder and harder to keep my attention on um, what, what is being said. And then since it's my, in my own recordings, well, I've said them, right? So I've, they're, they're, they're in, in supposedly not new. Um, so anyway, I, I, um, uh, anyway, I just, you know, I, I, I practice paying attention, but the, the, uh, the tendency is for the attention to go into some story and conditioned mind, um, rather than, and, and then, you know, I'll bring it back and I'll, I'll bring it back, but it's very difficult for me to, uh, to listen to, um, you know, even though I would say I, I, you know, I, I listen to people, um, and I'm, you know, I tend to be there here a lot of the time in listening to other people. Um, but in terms of, again, listening to recordings that I, especially, I mean, recordings that I've heard before or recordings that I've made myself, um, it becomes difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, there are a couple of things about that, right? Just one is just noticing that, noticing mm. that the attention tends to wander in a situation, in a very specific situation of listening. Because I suggest, as you said, when you're talking to people or you're on a reflective listening buddy's call, the attention doesn't tend to wander. The attention mm. tends to wander in a specific, specific place. And that observation is very helpful because we know, we know it's not your inability to pay attention. It's not your inability to listen. It's just the ability to train the attention in specific circumstances or situations. Mm. Right? You don't have to have any mm-hmm. self-hate about that. It's just a simple diagnosis of, okay, well, you can, uh, you're very good at doing X, and that faculty is there, but we need to apply the faculty to this situation. Yeah, so yeah, no, that's interesting. There's no, yeah, it becomes a technique problem uh, or technique challenge rather than something that's wrong with you because that's where the conditioning would go. How can you not listen to this fabulous assignment full of absolutely wonderful things? Or how can you not listen to the daily recollection, right? You can go in that <laughs> direction or you can just go to, all right, so what, what I'm noticing that's very, very helpful is I can, I have this ability to pay attention here, and I don't have this ability to pay attention here. It's very similar to training and meditation on the cushion, right? When we first sat, we couldn't, we couldn't count the breath for two minutes continuously. And I don't know how many years you've meditated, Jeff, but I projected that the, the progress you've made in training the attention to be present on the cushion between when you started and now is enormous. Well, the, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because I, I also feel like uh, it's very difficult um, for me to stay present on the cushion. Well, I use a bench, but, um, but um, and, and I wonder if it's a, a very similar reason um, because I think the story is, even though, yeah, I think the story is that it's boring. Not that, uh, yeah, I think that that, that is the story. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, I think the... What's that? No, go ahead. Well, the I, story is that it's yeah, I, 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 so what, what's, what I'm, as you know, when you, when you spoke about, say, a reflective listening buddy's call or listen, you know, listening to something else, what I'm seeing in is that there is a lot of interest um, in, in those or in this conversation. There's a lot of interest. So the attention is really focused. Um, and I think a lot of what happens is uh, I'm some, I don't know for sure, but it seems like I'm buying some story that there's nothing, there's not much here for me. Um, there's not, you know, nothing new or not, 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 not that something really interesting or, and then the attention starts to go up into fantasies and thoughts and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's also something you're noticing, right? So the quality of when you pay attention is if there's interest, and the quality of not paying inter- uh, paying attention is when there's no nothing reflecting ego, which is boredom. 
And so the cure for mm. boredom is more attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it, that is the more. Right. So if I'm if if I'm wandering around saying, "Oh my God, I'm bored," and I turn my attention to this beautiful leaf in uh, that that the light is glistening on, and the closer I pay attention to the details, the boredom vanishes, right? And so it's so it's interesting, Jeff. I think that it's important to have that expanded awareness and all of the observations that you're making around. Um, when you when you can pay attention and when you're not paying attention, but the fact is the, the, in, in the ultimate analysis, what you're arriving at is either atten- attention is either on a story which 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 controls your your ability to be present, or it's here. And so, since mm. you're a practice practitioner of awareness, what you're what you're training for is to be present no matter what. And so when the attend- yeah. so it's just like meditation. My attention wanders, I bring it back to one. My attention wanders, I bring it back to one. Why am I training to bring it back to one? Because every time the attention wanders, I want to have the ability to bring it back to one. Right. Yeah. Right, it exactly. how difficult it is, how successful I am, the training never changes. Yeah. So uh, really, so interesting. While you were while you were speaking, what I watched was um, the, the I watched the the I don't want to. I saw the I don't want to. Um, you, you know, which basically is is that story that it's it does it's not saying in words this is boring. It was in the sensation, um, but that's an, that's what it is. It's I don't want to. I mean, that's I'm not saying you know, I know now the, this is the only thing going on, but, um, anyway, I saw that, uh, you know, you were, you were saying, you know, as an, as a practitioner of awareness, you know, this is what we're doing. And, um, and I said, yes, out loud, but there's, but also I watched that sensation of the, I don't want to. Um, yes. So anyway, and the trick, and the training then is in noticing that is to redirect the attention to, the, back to what we're talking about, right? Rather than going, letting the next thought arise into, oh, I'd rather think about breakfast. <laughs> so you're practicing at a level of watching the thoughts so carefully that your, your expanded awareness can be aware of attention in this conversation and attention switching to I don't want to and re- redirecting the attention back to this conversation. And so... There again is there's a tremendous capacity to direct the attention. There's just a refinement of when you notice the I don't want to, to redirect the attention to I'm here. Yeah. What, so what, what I'm doing in this conversation is, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really paying attention very closely uh, like to, mm-hmm. because I, want, I don't want to get taken away. Um, and that, right. and it, I'm, I don't that's what I'm feeling like is what's required on the, you know, on the bench on the meditation bench um, and in listening to recordings. Um, and we can is, ourselves because what I was going to say is for me, that happens when I, when I watch myself drift in a conversation for the same reason that you're, you're talking about, I reflect internally if I'm listening to something because reflecting mm. internally requires, is, requires, requires a level of presence that is the same as reflecting externally, right? So if I have to reflect what the person is saying to me, I have to be paying attention. And so one way to anchor, we anchor the attention with the breath and the counting and meditation. We can anchor the attention through internal reflection in any conversation that we're having where the attention drifts from listening. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I'm listening to say, my my own recordings, for instance, then yes. I can be internally reflecting them. That absolutely, because then there's a training to internally reflect whenever you watch your atten- attention wander in a domain of of, of listening. That's how you train. Mm-hmm. Because it's not right. so much that you need to be interested in your recording, and that would be great if you're interested in the content. But oftentimes. All you're really interested in as a practitioner of awareness is to stay present. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, 
that's very good. In other words, it can be even a subtle contest uh, and stand, standard comparison, whatever, to uh, I'm not the right practitioner because I'm not interested in my recordings or I'm not interested in the, you know, in the daily recollection while these other people have these great insights, you know, listening to the daily recollection every morning. Um, but, but it doesn't, but all of that is, you know, all I'm doing, as you say, is I'm just watching. I'm just noticing. I'm just paying attention. Um, so whatever I'm noticing is, is what I'm here to notice. Right. And, and I'm interested in training, however challenging, however resistance plays out, in training to be present in the domain of listening, and the way I stay present is reflect. Become actively participating in the process than passively causing the attention to drift. Mm. Reflection mm-hmm. is an active, an active, active presence, right? So I can't reflect out loud in most situations, but I can absolutely reflect internally, which requires me to participate and is the antidote of boredom. Mm-hmm. It's participation and attention. Right. Yeah, right. It's, uh, yeah, no drifting off. I mean, well, that's not to say well, I won't drift off, but, but it's a, a real, in order to practice the reflection, uh, the, I absolutely have to be right here. That's right. And that's what you're going for anyway. That's all you're going for <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that's very good. That's very good. All right. Um, Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. And Ashwini, that was fun. That was a great conversation. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, and I was practicing what you were suggesting, that internal reflecting as mm-hmm. you and Jeff it's, were talking. And uh, it's great. It does. keeps me here, brings me here, keeps me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my secret favorite tool. <laughs> secret no more, huh? Uh, uh, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Go happy, Ashwini. Yeah.